0: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great ESPN podcast, the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Olney. Spring training is here, and three times a week, Buster and company will get you ready for the new season by talking to players, managers, front office executives, and regulars like Tim Kirkjit, Jeff Passan, and Sarah Langs. That's the Baseball Tonight podcast. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is that time of week where we have a guest join us coming to us live from the fanciest home studio I've ever seen. L Duncan, <laughs> what's going on?
1: Yo, so I'm I'm doing this podcast with you know real technical engineers and sound engineers, and they want the sound to sound fantastic. So I had to hang a bunch of moving blankets in my DJ booth because I'm still 16, mm-hmm. and it's just so ghetto. I don't really know how else to describe mm-hmm. it. For the folks that can't see me, he's right. It looks like, um, I'm watching the Wu-Tang mm-hmm. TV show. It looks a lot like oh, what yeah. they did to Old Boy's apartment. So one right? thing
0: I love about my rapidly Rappin' friends Like when you have to work off the home stuff. And I love, and this, let me tell you, this is honestly a pro tip for people who work in this game. I love Mm -hmm. working with musicians. They are my favorite people to work with. And most of the stuff that I've done over the course of time that's been really good has had musicians in some significant place. And the reason is they, uh, not go, you. It's that word I was telling people about on the other podcast that my mama said that she only thought black people use until a white secretary let her know that they use it also. But it's the ingenuity to figuring out techniques to make things work. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's, it's a skill to what it is. Oh, we got to put this in the closet? Cool, Oh, you need that effect? Okay, we'll do it in the bathroom. Oh, hey, why don't you uh, hit your pencil against that glass bottle? Oh, it'll make the snare sound that we want or whatever it is, right? And so that's what you got. You talk about sound engineers. Uh, we did not have a sound engineer at the right time. We had Gabe Bassade. let me tell you something, he was a sound engineer. That's Gabe's thing. Gabe Gabe Mm would have our sound bananas. Cause those sound people, it's like, it's, it's kind of like the, like when you work with a stylist, they notice everything visually things you can't ever think about.
1: Yes. How everything's going to lay and how, like, depending on what side you're talking on, like which side is going to show more, like they, they think about all of those things. And you're right, like the egg crates and the, but I'm laughing at the rela- relatability of not knowing what to say when you yes. say. Because I have found myself in that position so many times where I'd be like, oh, I just. Jerry yes, rigged it. Yes, yes. Is that right? You say jerry rig instead? Is that yeah, like a thing? But like, I, can't,
0: I don't know the origin on jerry rig, which I assume <laughs> is like a World War II German thing, which when you think about Maybe. it. Kinda of, sort of problematic, problematic. In a similar fashion. problematic yeah. in a similar fashion. Sure. Not the same fashion. As we were talking yes. about. Yo, that's I just thought about this. This is something that this new generation don't know nothing about because these folks are just aging out. But talking to World War II veterans. Oh, yeah. oh or anybody oh, 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 that was oh. like around from that time, they use yeah. from the greatest they generation. Use all them words like it ain't mm-hmm. nothing. One time. Yeah. I lie to you not. Now, granted, this man was too old, I mean, too young to be a World War II veteran, but he's of that generation. So the Joneses can get a little gangster with the Scrabble, okay? Okay. All right. My Uncle Walter, God rest his soul, is Scrabble against my highly competitive Scrabble father, tried to play a three-letter word used to refer to our Japanese brother's as uh, sisters no. um, and no. the word would give you 12 points I'll let you add that up yourself and my daddy just could not get him to understand that that wasn't a word even though at that time Scrabble allowed you to play racial slurs it has been oh. well within our lifetime that Scrabble <laughs> sent out the rules it was like hey hey we had to take some of these uh we had to get some of these words up out of here y'all can't be doing that and it was all slurs against darker Europeans like, it was slurs of against course. Italians and it slurs against Slavs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You can get all of those out there.
1: <laughs> we weren't really a big Scrabble family. That feels much more like Jones energy. <laughs> we were, like, we were taboo. We did taboo. Uh, and, See, um, well, here yeah. was the
0: taboo problem. The, the taboo problem would be this, okay? So, you got me and my dad, my brother, my sister, and me, and you pick up, like, whoever the six would happen to be. The problem is... My brother and sister are three years apart. I am 10 years below my sister. We didn't grow up together. You see what I mean? Mm, My mom and my daddy didn't grow up together. My brother and my sister did. If they're on the same team, cancel Christmas. That's the thing about family taboo games. You really got to shuffle the deck. And then my sister, who loved taboo at that point, until one day later we had a different rotation to taboo players but it involved me my brother and my play cousin and what we had in common was rap we were running through the t- uh, taboo taboos not built for black people to play it right like those five words yeah. they not thinking yep. about us we were just coming off nope. the board with um just slang and rap
1: 100 yeah you could definitely get a, get your wig split, yes.
0: you're right? Instead of having to say anything about a head <laughs> or a fight. Yeah, we just, we just read the game. We had just done it completely. Yeah. Now, let me ask, let right. me ask you this. Now that you've been to Taboo, it is going to segue into the actual sports. Don't y'all worry. You ever wonder, <laughs> like, if you would be a good Taboo partner with somebody? Or, like, what somebody would be like to play Taboo?
1: Not really. I mean, I think taboo comes down to chemistry, Bo. Like you're a wordsmith, yeah. right? And I think I know a lot of words. But if I didn't know you, right, like me and my sister would probably do better than me and you yes. just because there's so right. many inside right. jokes, right? And that's what, what about I'm you? trying
0: to think about is like, who are those people who would just be like the LeBron James? You could just Ooh, drop them off of on taboo. any team. Right. And they you could just run the office through them and they'll figure it out. But there's other things, too. Like when you think about it, there's like technical specifications on some of these things. So, like, I like to play the mini crossword puzzle on The New York Times and I try to get it done as quickly as I can. But the limitation on how quickly I get it done is not about how quickly I figure out the word. It's about the accuracy of my thumbs. As I try to get there. And so there's somebody that's just got better coordinated thumbs than me who be out there wrecking Mm -hmm. shop and they better than me, but not in the way that you kind of think, right? And so I came around to this thought because as we were talking about this, I was trying to imagine playing taboo with Aaron Rodgers and it dawned on me that he would probably be really bad at it because he is slow talker.
1: Yes, he's too slow. He's too slow. He's wait like if you're cerebral or if you you know he's always very calculated with what he says. So much of taboo is is instinct, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like no, you know, it's just like it. And it's also it's pace, but it's the calmness with which you think about things and then get them out very quickly. And Aaron Rodgers is not any of those things yes. at all. You know, everything is painstakingly deliberate and slow and boring he is a i keep calling him a barnes and noble philosopher <laughs> you know he's that he's that dude that like spent a summer working at barnes and noble and you know, like was reading and the self-help books and stuff and then has decided that he's elevated and we're all stupid um that's what i think of. now he had Sarah a different
0: bookstore and i don't even really know if this bookstore exists but i think this bookstore might exist and the reason i say i think this bookstore might exist is I remember once one of my former students might be listening to this right now. He is from a little small town in North Carolina, outside of Charlotte. And he has sent me or forwarded me this email that had been bouncing around uh, amongst his family group. And this is back in the FW colon, capital F, capital W, colon, FW colon, FW colon, Fw: colon era <laughs> of you know the email game, yes. right? And <laughs> yeah. it was some series of cockamamie theories that were bouncing around white people on like a fifteen bullet point list of what the government was doing and da da and everything else. And I saw it and I was fascinated because I was like, oh wow, y'all do that too, right? Like we had gotten those those that a similar cockamamie set of emails from our people that are expressing yeah. the exact opposite of what you are expressing. But also just as yeah. false. you know what I mean?
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We do our ho-tapping on yes. Facebook. They do it on the yes. dark web. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I'm
0: saying. And so yeah. I'm wondering mm-hmm. here: Is there like the shrine of the white Madonna bookstore? Like you know about the shrine of the black <laughs> Madonna? Okay, of course I'm I know just know making sure because I don't.
1: Everybody, everybody, black that's ever had a book release <laughs> releases okay. it at the shrine I'm of just, the black I'm Madonna. I'm just checking, right? Because I just you know
0: I don't. I, I don't because you know I'm I come from people who are more of that world you know what I mean so like the idea the shrine sure. is very familiar to me but mm-hmm, I'm not yeah. sure for everybody you grew up in Cobb County you know what I'm saying I didn't know if, yeah. if the word about the shrine got all the way out there but it has so it's, like Aaron Rodgers would be working at like the shrine of the white Madonna
1: yeah. Ooh, what would the shrine of the white Madonna? And for those that don't know what we're talking about, it is a it is a it's a bookstore. If you're not really picking up what we're gathering here, it's a bookstore in Atlanta that is
0: oh, 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 you know, oh, L, um L. Yeah. it's not just in Atlanta. See, that's the part that you ain't realize. Wait, they're yeah. everywhere?
1: They're I don't everywhere. Know if they're
0: everywhere. Oh, wait, I thought... I know there was a shrine of the black Madonna in Houston when I was growing up, because my daddy would go all the time. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought it was like an Atlanta thing. I no, thought it, was it makes just, sense you
0: know, that it would books. be an Atlanta thing, right? No, no, yeah. I did. I was on the phone with somebody from Detroit, and he was talking about how he <gasps> went to the Shrine of the Black Madonna all the time. I mean, Detroit is where the nation of Islam got it cracking, so there's no shock that Fair. the Shrine of the Black Madonna is out there.
1: Fair. Wow. I, my mind is blown yes. right now, Bo. I thought this
0: was like an Atlanta thing. I didn't
1: realize there's a chain of Shrine of the Black <laughs> It's Madonna. a chain oh my yes.
0: wow. yeah so Aaron Rodgers hey so you know what we need to do I need to find a way to pull this off if we get a game theory yeah. season three right like I talk in terms of the mythical season three so as we speak by the way so everybody knows it's nine forty one eastern time Wednesday March the 15th um mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers at yeah. one o'clock this afternoon is going to go on the Pat McAfee show, and people have hypothesized that he may announce that he's going to the Jets. But we feel pretty confident that no matter what, once they sign his man Zard um, to get on the squad, that we feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, unless Aaron Rodgers just pulled a LeBron mm-hmm. on him, like, whoa, somebody need to draft Shabazz Napier. And then he goes and signs with the Cavs, right? <laughs> um, but if Aaron Rodgers makes it, I feel like I need to get him with Game Theory, and we need to get the cameras. And we need to take him to like the Shrine of the Black Madonna, some of them 5%er oh hangouts. Gosh. I would love to hear what all those people would have to talk about because Aaron Rodgers implies that he's very open to views that are not the same as his own. I would love to hear him go back and forth about the mathematics. And if he going to be playing for a New York team, I feel like he need to come down here and get acclimated to the town.
1: Wow. So you think that Aaron Rodgers, who has found a very nice cushy spot on the Pat McAfee show will come someplace where they would challenge absolutely anything that he's doing beyond comic relief. I'm saying you think so
0: tell him where are you going? Just, just Ah. there. Oh, surprise him.
1: Oh, perfect. Well, now where, where are you telling him that you're taking him before you surprise him? Like what's the sell to get him Uh, right? Like, Hey Aaron, we just want you to what,
0: how'd you like to go? Um, apartment hunting.
1: Oh no. (laughs) wait wait so you're not even gonna you're not even gonna use it under the guise of like we're doing a media tour you're gonna literally bamboozle him by saying let's go look at apartments and then you're just gonna show up at a shrine of the black madonna this is
0: the way to do it okay let's go book shopping take me to where you give books and we can go through and he can like get me to Jordan Peterson. You know what I'm saying? He can, he can, he can pull sure. off. He said he ain't read Atlas Shrugged. I believe him, you know, but like he can okay. he can get yeah. all these books. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let's go to another bookstore. I think I know a bookstore that might have what you're looking for, plus some supplementary text. And then we and then <laughs> we just watch um Supreme Brother Immaculate and Aaron Rodgers just exchange views. i'm so in on this who do you think would win in this battle of us i I don't i don't Mm -hmm. see i don't think it would be a battle i think it would be the legitimate exchange of ideas that aaron Rodgers swears that he wants in his life this is my thing though about him going to the jets and i'm curious what you think about this how good do how good are we sure he is now
1: Here's the thing. I still think, Bo, like I hate being put in the position of ever defending Aaron Rodgers. He was hurt last year. You know, losing Devontae is a big deal, Um, even though we're now being led to believe Alan Lazard has always been his favorite (laughs) target of all time, Um, which is interesting. Uh, I think that he still, even last year, even not being Aaron Rodgers, earns the benefit of the doubt when you're a two-time MVP, right? Like when you win back-to-back MVPs, I think you've earned the benefit of the doubt of a bad year and the idea that this is still a league. That's going to try and convince us that like Carson wins could get another shot somewhere or Baker Mayfield, like in this kind of league, absolutely. He's still good enough to beat out Zach. Wilson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We right. Like when you consider who they've got there, I understand why the jets are, are making that kind of move. I get it. You know, they feel like they're just a quarterback away. The issue for me is, is that Aaron Rodgers is so much like the football version of Kyrie Irving. Uh, The talent is such a small part of the story. And the, and the, the, the issue for me with Aaron Rodgers remains that like, I don't begrudge him sort of flexing his power and using his cachet and clout because that's what you do when you've earned sort of what he's earned in terms of. My biggest issue with Aaron Rodgers is that we haven't seen like this levels of arrogance in that way in a really long time for a guy who's as good as he is, has resulted in one championship like 11 years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not even for me, whether Aaron Rodgers himself is great anymore. It's that this is a lot for a dude who's won one championship. So if we're just measuring how important he is in winning a championship for a team, which is what the Jets goal is of doing all this to try to get Aaron Rodgers in the building. Do we have any recent success to hang that on, right? Like not just individually, but for him, he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all times. It's resulted in one championship. And I know Tom Brady has made us feel like you have to win six or seven or eight to be considered a legitimate goat. And I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's been a really long time since he's tasted or been able to lead a team to a Super Bowl. And so that for me is the biggest issue. And meanwhile, he's holding all of us hostage in the process. I yeah, that's like
0: another it. Brett Favre parallel. Um for as good as Brett Favre was, they won the one championship in ninety six. Early and early, yeah, early. when he left, and that was 12 years. This Aaron Rodgers thing is 13 years um since he'd won that championship. Like I think the argument that he was hurt was okay. My counter argument to the two-time MVP deserves the benefit of the doubt. You know who else is a two-time MVP? Steve Young. But you know what the problem is? He's old. The problem is Steve Young is old. And the problem is Barrett Rogers is not much younger at this point than yeah. Steve Young is. Like sure. that's the, it's the same thing in basketball with LeBron, where it's just like, oh, LeBron's going to be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. For how long he, oh, this is what happens to old things. Once he gets, once I, once I get this baby out of the shop, it's going to be good as new. Oh, damn. The, uh, the window, the window switch messed up again. Right. Like, you know, yeah. that, that's yeah. where it goes. But look, here's why I'm really down for him to go to the jets. And I don't like all this other stuff the same way you don't like it, but I'm cool with it. I have lived in this city for six years now the football teams have been wholly uninteresting before th- yeah before Completely. this year and the Jets to me were interesting the Giants were better but I didn't find them interesting but football here has been entirely uninteresting really for yeah. over a decade like probably since the 2011 Giants won the championship because think about and this is my thought about Odell Beckham and his time with the Giants and all the hell that he caught from the media and everything else. They would have liked him a lot more if they were an interesting team because then he would have just kind of been part of the tapestry of what it was. But he was the only thing sure. worth talking about. Not necessarily the only thing worth watching, really? but the only thing worth talking about. And then the only thing to talk about really is he's more talented than you and your girl probably want to slide him a little something. And don't nobody mm-hmm. really want to talk about that.
1: No. You're right. It's been it's 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 been more than just not good on the field. They've been completely irrelevant off of it too, right? For both of those teams. And so I like I said, I don't I don't begrudge the Jets trying to make this move for Aaron Rodgers. I just begrudge the whole idea that you're sort of standing here orchestrating I want this person and I want that person and I want this person. His energy is just Clearly, no one has ever been able to sort of get to Aaron Rodgers and be like, the way that you deliver <laughs> things is just so oh. off-putting. And and I, you know we we've had people this last week on you know Sports Center and other places on ESPN that are like, oh, I think Aaron Rodgers is actually a really great fit for New York because like you know he doesn't care what people say. And I was like, I actually think it's the opposite. He seems hella sensitive to me, like crazy sensitive. I'm not really sure. I, I you know everybody always makes this big goblin New York media sort of monolithic, whatever, but it just feels like he's not going to do well if he's not doing well in a place like New York where they are not going to be enamored with him like they are in Green Bay, where they mostly cushion him even when he made them bend the knee, even when he's embarrassed them. They're still trying to preserve face for
0: him. New York will not do that. No, the Packers are the best of both worlds in the sense that it's a national brand. And so you get the exposure of being on a national brand. You get all the national TV. You know all the national TV games. And everything else. But it's a small town. With media that treats it. Like it's a small town. Right. Correct. And so. Yep. When that happens. You get all the pub. But you really don't get much of the heat. It's a different. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't the New York media. That we grew up with. No 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 no. It's not that. But. Man. Man. They are just a more ornery bunch down here about everything. And yes, he cares a lot. If you have not seen this, I want to say it may have been about 10 years ago, but uh, 60 Minutes did Aaron Rodgers feature. And one of the things they made sure to put in there is they were out somewhere and some guy walks up to Aaron and meets him. And the first thing he says is, oh, I thought you'd be taller. And you could just see it all just... (laughs) <laughs> it just all came out of him at once the defeat power by the, the way he's like 6'2 you know what I mean like he's not a little man it's like it's not like you said that to Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray or something like right. that right. I thought you'd be taller or something in that and man if you got all that money and you can't handle that yeah New York might not be what you need
1: it might not be for you, man. I mean, he doesn't really talk to members of his family. Uh, and so, you know, he seems like someone who holds on to things and, and is unwilling to let them go. And I think, again, part of his whole grift of like being more elevated than everybody and, you know, being sort of this transcendental personality and he's just so evolved and he's so ethereal. It's just, it's like, it's just such bullshit. <laughs> like I'm, I, it's just, I, it's just this, him, Kyrie, sort of this idea that these athletes, I think he is Aaron Rodgers is a reminder for us all that you can be really excellent at something, something in particular as macho as football and be one of the best to ever do it. Um, but that that still does not make you an actual interesting person, <laughs> right? Like there are. There are TV personalities that we work with, Bo. that you know that, like that you've seen that like on TV, it's just like, oh my God, it's just, it's like butter. They just know, they know how to hit the elbow lean on the desk and they just, it's all there. But then when you, when you get them off a set and away from that and you just talk to them, you're like, oh God, you are wholly uninteresting. Like you are not bright and you're just good at this one thing, but that doesn't make you like, this, you know, this this sort of hero, mm. this person worthy of hero worship. And I, I think that people like him and Kyrie, they're just, they're evident that just because you have a microphone doesn't mean you I will say this, it.
0: though. My counterpoint on Aaron Rodgers, while I can find him to be insufferable in many ways and at many times, we, interesting quarterbacks, last 20 years, name them. It's basically him and Cam Newton, you know? Yeah. And by the way, I mean, no, you're interesting right. and good. Like I'm sure some sure. of you find Ryan Fitzpatrick to be very, very interesting, but I was gonna say Fitz was. I should know what his there. voice sure. sounds like. I, the only thing I should know his voice sounds like is him saying the phrase, "Yeah, I got to stop throwing interceptions." That's the that's the only yeah. way. But yeah, I guess so. He kind of counts, but like good quarterbacks, not interesting.
1: They're not. They're, but can't there be a happy medium bow between oh, yes. like Matt Ryan, who is like oh, you know, <laughs> like, gee, I just go out there, and I want to do my best. <laughs> That's boring, right? There's gotta be a happy medium between that and someone who's yeah. like, you well, know, you, you don't taking mushrooms <laughs> and talking to Pat McAfee about darkness oh, retreats. Oh, like oh, it's oh. right Let's
0: separate the darkness retreat from the mushrooms. One of them is far weirder than the other. Ooh, which oh, one? The darkness retreat. The darkness retreat is that's that's, that's that, <laughs> that that that's that that's going the other way. Um, you know, mushrooms, they come from the earth
1: they're natural. F-
0: that is my favorite stoner justification of all. It comes from the yeah. earth. Yes. Okay. Naturally. I mean, that's, yeah. that is yeah. a fair point. That isn't, that is a delineating factor, right. but it's like, okay.
1: Yeah. I, I want to knew a, like a youth minister on the side who tried to, to tell me like, you know, if God didn't want us to eat mushrooms, he wouldn't have made them psychedelic to begin with right so that was his reasoning that god was behind on, all of this was he white
0: or black well
1: what do you think where am i, I from? Know, Bo? but
0: i was just checking because i'm not gonna lie if, if, <laughs> if, if he was black i might check him out on sunday i just want i just want to hear where he's coming from i'm trying i'm trying to hear what he's talking about
1: What he has to I, say I, that's, about that's all
0: i'm saying in fact hit the music right fast
1: Thank you for your patience. A representative
0: from the right time will be with you shortly. Your current hold time is 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're working on something about some of these things for the TV show. Um, so this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after it airs, I'll tell you some of the ideas that I had that uh, we, had to, yeah, we had to dial back on. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. While still on Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) I'll say this too. You know, you talked about him being hurt last year, the benefit of the doubt. Last year was all the receiver's fault. Remember that? You ain't really going to have that story this year because the Jets got boys. The Jets got Garrett Wilson. Um, And when Brees Hall comes back, like that team could, with a quarterback last year, in some better health runs. They could have won it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why the Jets are trying to capitalize on who is the best available quarterback that would be out there. I the, totally well, the agree. Well, the, the second best available
0: quarterback, because I think the best one is that available. guy in Baltimore that they're losing their minds about, but we'll get back to that.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. But I, I also feel like that's why I found his list to be a little bit ridiculous. He acted like the Jets, you know, have the Washington commanders receiving court. Like they've got some boys. They had no one to throw to them. I mean, we tried to make Mike White a thing because they were so good. So, uh, so how are you feeling? You know what I mean? Knowing that this guy's coming in and is disrespecting you by saying like, I'm only coming if you're willing to surround me with my dudes as opposed to recognizing what's already there on the yeah, roster. Yeah, I give them
0: this though. At least they taken a swing. And they not doing sure. what you see who your boy Josh McDaniel just picked up. I mean, you must be happy about this. You're a Broncos fan. They went down there and got Jimmy Garoppolo. They put out a statement <laughs> oh, to tell the world <laughs> that they don't want Lamar Jackson. They like they, yeah. they put out an official statement, but you know what I mean. Like they leaked that out. Oh, and sure. uh they decided, nah, we'll go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. You know.
1: You know, it's so crazy about the Lamar situation. And I know you've been talking about this and I've, I've been beating my head against the wall for the last few weeks. And it started a couple of weeks ago and around the horn when we were talking about Lamar Jackson. And and I said, I don't agree at all what the Ravens are going to do, right? This is before they officially decided to non-exclusive franchise tag him and all that. I said, but if I'm the Ravens, it makes smart business practice. Keep in mind, Bo, this is three weeks ago it makes smart business practice to kick this can (laughs) down the road and let somebody else be the ones to piss off the other 30 owners. Like that's what you want to do. Cause right now they can still blame the Browns for Deshaun Watson and say it was anomalous. Look what they did. It was so stupid. It didn't reset the market at all. It was a blip, right? It was an aberration. But if the Ravens give Lamar that money, which they should, by the way, which they should, If they give him that money, it completely resets the market. And now every single owner who doesn't have $250 million to put into arbitration, right, which is what you have to do when you give someone guaranteed money, that's just money. That's just $250 million that you're just putting somewhere that you're giving up, right? Once that becomes a thing the owners are going to lose their mind. And so what the Ravens are trying to do is, yes, let the market show Lamar like, hey, see, nobody's down to do this. But they're hoping that the Bengals have to be the one to do it with Joe Burrow. Right. And I knew they would do this. You know, I sat around the horn and some of the other people are like, someone will pay Lamar. Someone will pay Lamar. I'm like, no, they won't. No one wants to be the one. I'm not over here accusing anyone of collusion mm-hmm. but come on you guys like it doesn't yeah. take a genius to see what's happening here. The, the NFL play the NFL owners don't want this to happen. It's not going to happen. Period and the Ravens are doing exactly what I would have done if I wanted to be slimy in that situation. Just kick the can down the road and let someone else. This
0: is just it also so odd because we don't have any great idea of what exactly is going on here and what numbers exactly have been thrown around. There's no agents there,
1: involved. There, There's right, no valid agents right, exactly. involved. Exactly.
0: There's no gossip. We don't have the people no. out here to get, you know, to get this out here and get the word to where we are. But I will tell you this. There may be a team that gives that contract. It ain't going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Did you see what cheap-ass Mike Brown just did where they're trying to push back against oh the workers' gosh. comp laws in Ohio? Thank you. because you, yes. And only yeah. his cheap-ass. Remember, the Bengals, the team that jock jockstraps. The Bengals, one of yep. three teams oh in oh the God. NFL that does not provide dinner for the players when they're at the facility. Correct. Okay? So mm-hmm. you understand how ridiculous that is. On a union shoot in my job, they got to bring food, okay, for the cameraman. Yes. These jokers is yes. out here playing football. Yeah. No dinner.
1: No dinner for you. That's what I'm saying. We, I mean, at the Flix Cafe, ESPN <laughs> stays open till 10 p.m. You can get some food until 10 p.m., right? Like, and that's for running prompters. Like, it's absolutely bananas. But you're right. So, So it's, will the Eagles do it? Will the, it's just not going to. If I'm the Ravens, I would have signed him up to the exclusive franchise tag and given the man the forty-five million dollars. He has been poorly compensated for what he's given you over the last four years. Um, and as such, they should have given him the exclusive tag, truly let someone kick the can down the market, figure out what happened from there. But this is it, it's just it's so frustrating to see. I'm not surprised by it, but to your point, Bo, I'm just so disgusted by the amount of teams, teams like the Falcons. Like the Falcons, who couldn't, who were okay being associated with Deshaun Watson, but couldn't have jumped further away from the note. I mean, within 15 minutes of him having the non-exclusive tag, we had reports that the Falcons don't want him. It was like, good God. It just, it makes zero sense to me, Bo. It's so disrespectful. Four
0: words: get off that narcotic. (laughs) <laughs> Think about that, right? I mean, it's been a long time. The Falcons ain't even been relevant enough for me to really need to come out here and tell y'all this because I realize some of y'all just gonna do it. I'm just telling you right now. They said, nah, we don't want Lamar Jackson. He's kind of like Michael Vick without the bad stuff. Nah. Right. We're, I just all the bad we're stuff. We're good. We're not going to do that and you still gonna show up at that stadium, you still gonna watch those games, you still gonna get your hopes up, they ain't got no hope, like, 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 you know, like, them doing that, you know what that screams out, I mean, no matter what, we're gonna be losers, like, it seemed like your people in charge are already talking to you like I'm talking to you, because that was a loser move, only a loser, like, that's how I felt about Josh McDaniel, you're a loser, man, like, only a loser, would do something like that. Now I'm gonna just bring this guy that I yeah. used to work with in. Yeah, that'll go better. What?
1: Yeah, I gave him as No, this, and that's what, but it's, we're going to take the bait in the media, though, but we're going to say, well, Jimmy G did have his best season when he was spelling for uh, injured Tom Brady when he was working with Josh McDaniel and he won however many games in New England. We're going to do that the same we did with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. It's like, oh, my God, when we all mm-hmm. knew it wasn't going to work like period. But I'm not going to lie to you. I am I I was feeling for the last few weeks a a little kind of way because it felt like some people very quickly were just jumping onto the Lamar Jackson would be a perfect fit for right. Atlanta. I'm like,
0: <laughs> but, but they're right.
1: <laughs> like they're right, though. So there's the like, you know, the left brain that's like, I mean, they're not wrong. But the other part is like, why did you land on Atlanta so quickly? The Panthers could use him. The Bucks could use literally everyone in need of a quarterback would be a great fit, but it would be like, you know, Atlanta has the money. They've got some running. They've got whatever. And just, he would just, he would do well in Atlanta. I'm like, what does Yo, that mean? Do you
0: realize how black Atlanta is in the sense that <laughs> you could say that, like, Detroit. There was a time where that would be the the one that we put into the sentence, right? And white right. people, right, right. And white people <laughs> ran away from Detroit. They gave it to us. They said y'all can have it until they decide they want to come back and make some money. But nobody thinks about Detroit in that way. But when Atlanta come up, we're like. Ooh, this, this every could be time. a doozy
1: every time, every time, like let it be a basketball player who has a reputation for liking to go out they're Like
0: he would do it. And, a, really and, like and apparently that their agents must know this because they don't get any of those players.
1: None of them, none of them. You know, I was talking to Ryan Cameron years ago about this and he was like, if you are an agent or a father, or a mentor, or anyone closely related to any of these, you know, basketball stars, you don't want them in Atlanta in the devil's playground. That's not where you want them They You can't <laughs> focus there. That's it's the worst possible place to go, which is why you're never going to, you're going to have to draft from within and hope that you can keep them, right? But like, that's what you have to do. Unfortunately, they've never been able to do that. They've never been able to keep anybody, grow a homegrown talent and keep them. Uh, and i don't see it happening with Trey Young either he's going to leave because it's a small market team
0: they'll be better it's off if he leaves it's a top 10
1: market he will be right
0: no they'll be better off if he
1: oh y- yeah I'm not
0: on board so
1: not a I'm so not, not a fan I mean, but I mean, don't you think he's perfect for the hawks though bo like the, the hawks aren't serious about winning championships <laughs> they're not they want to sell out arenas like they he is perfect for the kind of fan that I, the Hawks see, are targeting. I see, I see right? what
0: you're going for. The question is, how, somebody got to work with him day to day. And Fair. that 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 seems to be a little dicey, but I tell you this, let Big Vic wind up in Atlanta. Let some let <laughs> somehow the lottery balls fall. And big can you imagine the accent that Big Vic is going to have after two years of playing in Atlanta?
1: It would. Oh my God. Oh my God. Bo. It's real, too. My little cousin is from Denver and lived there until she was 19 years old and moved to Atlanta. And within six or seven months, Bo, I was like, cousin, (laughs) hey, hey, we finna get, now we finna get it. Yeah, we finna go. I was like, Jack, (laughs) where? I I mean, Denver. Now, you know a Denver accent. It sounds a lot like mine currently. And just immediately turned into that. Vic... In Atlanta, <laughs> I just, I don't see it. If we got that opportunity, Bo, I'm sure we'd just trade it away for a the, bag of chips mo- or some wrap the snacks. The moment
0: that my brother and sister began to sound like Atlantans, my mother enrolled them in speech classes. <laughs> Ah. (laughs) she was like "Ooh, you're going to speech therapy what
1: was it like what what was the what was the Atlanta I'm not sure because this was like
0: before I was born like this was in the 70s and so I don't know for whatever reason she didn't do it with me and we were in Houston and I like I I have a much more southern accent than either of my siblings like I would say that they don't their accents are perfectly neutral you're not gonna listen to them talk and get a handle Uh, on where they're from you might get are. me dependent on a couple different things, right? Like based on what it is. But no, my mama was, my bubble was not raising shoutings, apparently. That was not, that was not yeah. gonna be no, and it's, gonna it, be but it's it. wild though now because when I catch up with people who grew up with my siblings and I listen to them talk, I'm like, yo, y'all sound atlanta as hell. <laughs> like, like I ain't never <laughs> y'all straight atlanta. before this, but y'all, y'all atlanta as hell with this. My mama was
1: like, nah. Have you She's like, that's not good for me. Have you noticed though, uh, you know, living in New York for so, for so long and, and not being down in the South that it's changed. Cause I feel like my usage of things like mm-hmm. finna, it has definitely dropped since I've moved to Connecticut. You know, I don't hit, I don't use the finna as much. Yeah. As I used that's to. a
0: good question. Ah, uh-huh. I still, I still get mine in, you know, me. I I insist upon people taking me as what the hell I am. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, Like almost, you know, in ways that could perhaps be a bit obnoxious. But yeah, no, I'm 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 holding on to mine. I think this podcast helps me do that too because I wind up having my moments where you know it's mine still. Like I like I I I tap into (laughs) the natural portion of what's going on. Yeah, right, Fast before we get out of here, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the NCAA tournament because you do SportsCenter, and that means that you at least know a couple of things because um, I know yeah. nothing. I know nothing at all. But this I yeah. do know, and mm-hmm. this is the wackest thing, and I mentioned this briefly the other day. Don't you remember when college basketball coaches were interesting?
1: Yeah, yeah. None of them are. Yeah, well, even the ones that used to be interesting are interesting anymore. I'm like, when's Cal? Cal hasn't said anything stupid or <laughs> inflammatory in forever. <laughs> There's nothing, truly. No, what's
0: been so wild about him is they are not happy with him down there. And anyway, it still yeah. isn't enough to rate.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, I think that there's just so much available all the time, right? Like, I think that we have given so much access to so many things that in many ways it sort of waters down, you know, um, regular season. We're seeing that really across the board with everything except for football, just because there's just not as many games. Right. But anything that has, 30, 40, 80, 82 games. We're just seeing people sort of tend to to tune in towards the end of those seasons. And so I imagine that with March being here, people will definitely key in more, but yes, in terms of like big storylines and what's funny, Bo is that, yeah, I'm doing sports center, but I'm also like fully entrenched in the women's tournament. So for me, I'm trying to fill out yeah. the women's bracket. And I'm like, oh, I know this. Like, took 90 seconds for the men. I'm like, are they good? <laughs> Who's their guy? I have, I know no storylines, but it's because there really hasn't been some big prevailing person whoa, to watch whoa, whoa. or team to there, watch. Oh, uh,
0: Is there? There kind of is one.
1: Oh, okay. Then you tell me.
0: So I don't know if you heard,
1: Oh, oh, Alabama. Yeah, there the, it is. This thing. And they're, how you, awkward that's going to be. There's a oh, the number one
0: overall seed. And my yes. understanding is that yes. Brandon Miller is the best player in this tournament.
1: Yes, he's the best player in the country. The number. Listen, Bo, the other day I had to do Alabama's highlight at the SEC tournament. And I felt like there was a note about how Brandon Miller had done something in that game that nobody had done in like 25 years. But I found myself and I'm just being honest here. I found myself going, God, but do I want to praise this kid in this highlight or do I just want to stick to like the brass tacks of what he did and whatever? And of course, I should like the sports side of it is like this is what he did in the game. But it feels so gross to just sort of a woman is dead and to sort of just be like, look at him go. He hit a triple double when he was at least in some part Hmm. responsible for that just feels whether it was by the Lord. I I just, it feels gross, Bo. I don't know. I just,
0: my thing with that is we don't have any answers. Right. And that's why I am so reserved in what exactly to do, because there is a possibility that his greatest sin in this was doing the dumbest thing I could ever think of anybody doing. Sure. Right there. It is possible that that is, it like I have a hard time not knowing anything about this dude to believe that they were like, "Hey, we about to go fire some people up, bring me to peace so I can go shoot somebody." Sure, I'll bring you your gun so you can go shoot somebody. Like I doubt that. I I doubt sure. that any form of that happened. But then what do you do with it? And none of us know. And it's gonna be also very interesting, I think, in terms of how CBS covers it because they're dealing with an audience that doesn't watch this stuff until now.
1: Sure. Sure. Right. Like they're exactly. starting from the yeah.
0: ground up in telling this story. And again, they are the number one overall seed in this tournament.
1: Well, yeah, it also feels, you know, icky too, to sort of the, the re traumatization of like, especially in that first game back. I forget who they played, uh, but in that down. first game back in the regular season. Well, that and they're yelling, lock them up. And like, that feels also completely and totally inappropriate. Like a person is dead. And for you to make it a chant at the free throw line is also just... It's just like the whole thing just feels really icky because you're right. I mean, I've seen reports that claim that like he didn't even know what the gun was in the car. He was driving the dude's car and like he brought the the car to the dude, not even realizing the gun was in the back and that the, gu- the dude knew that the gun was like there's just so many stories floating around because there's so little, you know, that can be said or that is being revealed. All we're getting from the police is that like. By law, right? We're, we're having like lawyers examine how if it was another state, he could have been charged. But in particular, so then that sounds like he got off on a technicality, which makes people even more yeah. mad. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, which is why like ultimately maybe the right thing for Alabama would have been to just say, it's just too much of a distraction. And obviously it's going to cost us a shot at a championship, but like, we're not going to do this. But Alabama decided to do what, honestly, I think probably most teams would do and say, They've given us the, they've given us the leeway and the excuse to say he can play, and we're trying to get a championship. And right. this is our best here's the opportunity, question,
0: right? What if he got okey-doked? Because like what you, sure. what we've described, it is entirely possible. Like the scenario that you laid out: Hey, bring bring the car, yeah. and he ain't know the tool was in there, and then it went sure. there. if he did get dote, can you imagine how much it stinks to be Brandon Miller right now? And and I don't think that that is callous or unfair to anybody to bring up. Like, it is possible that he was as unwitting a party to this as anybody else, right? In which case, if you're Alabama and say you know that, then you let him play, right? Because part of suspensions for players is about the need to make some sort of public statement, right? So one thing that was tricky with the Jameis Winston situation at Florida State is this, whether you agree or not is not the point the people in the football program at Florida State 100% believed that he was innocent. Right? Whether you, like you, you may not think that, but it wasn't just strictly a matter of we want this football player out here. They really didn't think he did it. And if they really didn't think he did it, then they probably feel they got an obligation obviously to themselves, but also to the player in that to be like, yo, we believe you. We're going to stand with you in this moment because we didn't believe it. But, Knowing what we know in the macro about these things, the public statement probably is we need to sit you down because there is something larger at play and so forth and so on and everything else. But I could see if you were Alabama and you feel like the guy got okie-doked by the other dude on the team and you want, basically people want him to be served up to prove a point. And you're like, yo, we're not going to sacrifice him to prove a point. Nick Saban years ago made this point about his guys where he's like, I'm not going to punish guys just to make you feel good. If I don't think it merits punishment, sure. I'm not going to do it and I'm not going to do a few. which I actually thought was an important and a powerful statement, but that may be what's going on here, but we have no idea. We don't have any information and that's the part that gets to where you talk about it, where this just feels a little icky.
1: Yeah, you're. I think you're 100% right. I did not think that Alabama, I think Alabama is obviously privy to information that the public is not privy to and that they would not have felt so comfortable with the, also immediately bringing him back, right? Like it was like the, the law enforcement said, okay, we're not going to have any charges. And he was playing like a day later. Um, so I, I do think that the idea that they're sort of like, they feel so confident in putting him out there and, and having him be the face of the tournament and all this means that at some point he will be vindicated of these things. But again, it's just how you, how you measure that. Also knowing that someone is dead and that, that there was a member of their team, who was actually you know well ha- has actually been put you know in jail or at least I
0: mean he's um, indicted. not convicted,
1: but he's been indicted for for actually committing the crime So no he wasn't Brandon Miller, but Darius Miles was also on your team uh so the whole thing just feels really icky because your team within the last month or so has been associated with a murder, a murder right that started over dancing in front of a car and that whole thing just feels it feels bad but 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 you're right. Like because we don't know what to do, we'll do what we do, which is just our job. And you talk about the game. But I am interested to see. I'm Woo! glad I don't have to do it. I'm glad I can just. Man, stick to the there ladies. are
0: days where I look up, and that's my thing.
1: How do you weave that in, Bo? Right? How do you weave that in? It's like Brandon Miller for three. You may remember Brandon. Like how oh, they do they read even... off a card
0: in the moments. Like I, I can, I can hear 100%. Vern Lundquist's voice in my yeah. head on them Cam Newton games, reading straight yeah. off a card, and then once <laughs> it was done, throwing that card away <laughs> so, and getting yeah. right back to the party. Kill a camp. <laughs> L Duncan, thank you. I appreciate it. You. You're the
1: best. Thanks for having me. Nah, friend.
0: No problem. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us here on The Right Time. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. We do this three times a week. Adi Kyle, Parker Owens, and Dan Stancic handling everything behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow The Right Time. Rate us. Review us. Give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days